Welcome to the Mission Matters podcast, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University, celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old-plus mission that is St. Louis U, brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. Do justly, love tenderly, and walk with your God. This is what we have been asked to do, according to the prophet Micah. Simple words, but very difficult tasks. Justice, mercy, humility, and accompaniment. These are the hallmarks of the program we're going to hear about today. So may each of us be vehicles for these qualities in everything we do. Welcome back to Mission Matters. It is my pleasure today to welcome Emily Comos, who is the program director for the MICA program here at SLU. So welcome, Emily. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. It's good to have you here. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role, but also about the MICA program um, and how you came to be part of it. Sure. Um, so yeah, so my name is Emily. I'm actually a uh, St. Louis University graduate, uh, 2009. So School of Social Work and School of Business. So I got um, two degrees and then I stayed around in St. Louis at SLU for another year uh, to do my master's in social work. So Very good. I grew up in uh Texas area, but uh, I have a, a, a long history of St. Louis. So my both of my parents grew up in St. Louis, um, went to the same high school and moved to Texas before I was born. Um, and actually, I'm, I came to SLU as a student because of um, a project I did as a kid called Flat Stanley. Oh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's basically like a little piece of paper that's shaped like a gingerbread man that you send to somebody. And, um, you know, they live with this person for a week and then send you back kind of like a detail on what they did. So yeah, my, my grandma worked for SLU at the time. So I had sent Flat Stanley to my grandma and she sent me this whole big binder of all the things that Flat Stanley did at SLU. Oh my gosh. And so since then it was kind of like this magical place that when I was a kid, like I'm going to grow up and go there. So I did. And the MICA program is also something that interested me when I was a student. So uh, I was a participant in the program uh, my okay. first year at SLU in 2005. And then I stayed involved in the program all four years. Um, so I was able to kind of grow with the program and um, be at this magical place that I thought of as a little kid. So, yeah. So, I mean, I joined St. Louis University as a staff member in the MICA program in January of 2020, so about five weeks before the pandemic, which was a really interesting time to start something new. I am grateful that I had a lot of familiarity with the program, with the shutdown and everything. So mm -hmm. I was able to work with my predecessor for a couple of months before she retired. So yeah, so that was good. The MICA program started at SLU 25 years ago. 
So we started in the 1996-1997 school year. So we were kind of the, the OG, so to speak, of the learning communities. So, you know, a group of students from all different majors and faith backgrounds that live, learn, and serve together. And our main focus is service and social justice. So we have kind of five pillars of the program that we're centered around. Service, which is our, our bread and butter. Um, we're interfaith community academics, and also leadership. So Micah kind of came to be about 25 years ago. I think talks started about the program in about 1988. And it's interesting to see some of the documents from back then of like the typewriters and things like that. that Oh, yeah. So kind of cool. I came across some of those documents not too long ago. So it was interesting to go through. But a group of professors and staff talked about wanting an educational experience for students to kind of build relationships in the community through service and um, provide academic courses focused on the program and kind of focus on reflections related to poverty and injustices and pushing students' understanding and motivation for students to act on behalf of those individuals that they see in service dealing with injustices in whatever capacity after SLU, whether that's through their career or, you know, how they use those takeaways in their own capacity as doctor, nurse, whatever it might be, um, lawyer even, you know, whatever kind of capacity after SLU that they're in to kind of keep that focus on helping make other people's lives better and focus on that humanity and mutuality of relationships. Yeah, so the philosophy of the program is, is really focused on building those relationships in the community and that human connection. Every student that applies to the program says that service is really important to them and has been important in their lives and something they want to continue at SLU. And they want to get involved in those social action issues. And building those human relationships on a micro level through our service sites really helps to kind of guide that understanding of the larger picture. In addition Uh to adding on, you know, the classes that they take and the academic experiences that they have, kind of helping connect the dots between what they're learning in the classroom and what they see when they're in their service sites and in kind of the the real world, um, giving that concrete experience. Sure. So how many are in the program? Yeah, so we accept up to 50 first-year students. So our community is set by the time they walk in the door in August. We do have opportunities for sophomores, juniors, and seniors to stay involved. So we have about 30 to 35 sophomores that live on the floor with the first years in Marguerite Hall um, as mentors. So it's something that they apply to and want to be there in order to support these first years coming into the experience. And the benefit of that is, you know, they've been there, done that the year before, so they kind of have that experience and kind of help troubleshoot whenever that comes around. Sure. Um, And then juniors and seniors are very instrumental in providing support and also running things like our retreats, our community nights, our other events. They're very instrumental in that. So we have about 120 students each week that go out to service. A lot of students to about eight or nine sites around St. Louis right now. What are some of those sites? I think our longest standing one and one that I went to as a first year is Cornerstone Center for Early Learning. Okay. Um, so it's in the in the Shaw neighborhood. It's been with us since the beginning, which is kind of cool. 
they go into the classrooms and work with the teachers and work with the kids. It's a, an organization that provides services on a sliding scale basis. Okay. It works with families who may otherwise not be able to provide that level of child care, being able to, to help those families. For example, there are some parents who pay maybe a dollar per week for care for their child. There's some that may pay more. There's a, a, a variety, but it's, a, it's kind of a pay what you can sort of scale. Another one that we do is Beyond School, which is a tutoring site. So students are paired one-on-one with the students and go in once per week and meet with that student and work on homework, just build a, build a good relationship, build that mentoring, help them with their literacy, but also, you know, just being able to build a relationship and get to know that student and get to know their, their life and let the student in on their own life and just really build um, a good, good connection. Another variety of tutoring sites and after-school type programs. We had some older adult sites that COVID has stopped us from going to currently. So we've been more limited towards age zero to high school for right now. And then we have one site with adults in which the students teach English. Okay. Um, new refugees or immigrants to the area. So when you say these are the service sites that the students go to weekly, is that once a week for a few hours or is there a requirement or how does that work? Yeah. So as a first year, um, you're required to do 30 hours per semester. So that works out to about two, two and a half hours per week. So you commit to going every week that the university is in session to the same site at the same time with the same group of MICA students. So there's freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors that all go together at any given point. So there's always a mix of upper class with, with the first years going to service each week. What's some of the feedback you've gotten from the sites about the SLU students? Something Actually, something recently, um, last week is one of the site instructors, uh, we were talking about, about something, and he's like, you know, the MICA students are, are rock stars. They're the ones that show up every week that are engaged when they come and um, really build really good relationships with the students. And like I said, it is a commitment on the SLU students' behalf. I mean, they understand that that child or that person depends on them coming every week. And they enjoy that relationship that they get to build. A lot of times the one-on-one sites, you know, we've had students that have been with the same student for four years or, um, you know, students that have been with the student since they started and they're a sophomore now, maybe, and just coming back just to deal with that student or be with that student. I think I know the answer to this, but I want you to be able to say it. Why is it called the MICA program? MICA is it's integrated around themes of social justice. Um, and it takes its name from the biblical prophet MICA, um, who spoke out against inequities and social inequities in ancient Israel. And they picked MICA and the, the specific verse of uh, and what does the Lord require of you but to act justly, love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So Micah 6, 8. Uh, So that's kind of the the basis of our program and the premise of our program is that our faith or our spirituality goes hand in hand with our service. So it used to be called Micah House, and now it's more properly or more commonly referred to as the Micah Program. So are all the students in the program living at Marguerite? So it's only a requirement in your freshman year. Um, So all the first years do, and then sophomores are welcome to come back as mentors. 
usually after sophomore year, people are ready to get out of the dorms and ready to get into their apartments or wherever it is that they want to live. So most students are first years and sophomores that live in Marguerite, unless it's like an RA or peer mentor or something like that. But Okay. Uh, so yeah. is there a MICA house or not? So there's not a specific house anymore, like a brick and mortar house. MICA was around before learning communities existed, really kind of one of the original. So the premise of calling it MICA house back then was because everybody would live in the same place, in the same dorm. And, you know, 25 years ago, 96, 97, that was kind of a novel idea and not something that was that was always done. So the word house was used. You have had a lot of experience with the program. So what has been the most inspirational or the most energizing or what has struck you the most about all your years of experience with the program? So I think I could kind of talk about this from, from two angles. One being a student who's been through the program versus somebody who's now a staff member. As a student, it's kind of twofold. One, the community of friends that you have built. It's like an automatic kind of semi-family when you walk in the door. You know, you have this group of students who are all saying that service is important to them and they are interested in service and continuing that. So you all have that kind of automatic bond together. So being able to kind of go through the educational experience on the academic side and going into the community and into these service sites those relationships that are built both with, you know, yourself and other MICA students, both, you know, first years through seniors, and then also the, the relationships that you build with the community partners. I mean, there are some people in my service sites that I stayed in contact with for years after I graduated. The length of those relationships um, and the depth of those relationships are something that I don't know that I would have had that same experience anywhere else or, or had that facilitated in any other way. So that that strength of bond is really, really strong and, and really important. You know, some of our service sites, for example, Cornerstone, we've been around with them for 25 years. And, you know, there's some of the staff members that were there in different capacities when I was a student. And now, you know, in director positions and higher up management positions that um, have really built that strong relationship with the students as well. It's really important to not only, you know, work with the kids that are in our sites or, you know, whoever we're paired up with, but also build relationships with the community partners on the management side to really understand how they're, what kind of issues they're facing and um, really understand the community from all different perspectives. And I think that's something that I don't know that I would have gotten in another program is being able to have that experience of building relationships, you know, across, across the board and without that power dynamic or power structure being involved. So that, that's really cool. As a staff member, you know, it's really, it's, it's really energizing to see these students be so passionate and be so engaged in the program and in their service and with what they're doing. You know, these kids put their whole heart into it. And that's motivates me, you know, getting up and coming to work every day and, you know, working however many hours I need to be here and whatever hours I need to be here, being able to see that enthusiasm, being able to see, you know, those those light bulb moments and those things that kind of go off in their head of like, oh, 
that's how that connects or oh I understand that now like I didn't realize that those two things would make that connection or even like oh remember that thing that the professor said the beginning of fall semester like that makes sense now I understand what he's saying so it's kind of cool to see see those moments um, and that's a really motivating factor for me being back in the program in a different capacity. I bet you must see a whole variety of students come through. Are there any common characteristics among the, among the students who are part of this program beyond just a love for service? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes MICA one of the unique programs is that we are so interdisciplinary. So we have students coming from all different majors on SLU. So we have, you know, pre-med students, pre-law students, social workers, education, PT, anything and everything. So it's cool to see how all of those different perspectives are slightly different and maybe come from a different place and how they make kind of those connections with each other. Yeah, I mean, I would say really the, the level of passion that each one of these students has maybe for something different um, or some social justice issue that might not all be the same, but they all have that passion to make the world a better place or make an impact and figure out how can I make an impact and um, make the world a better place um, prior to when I, when I came aboard. So and carry it out, carry it on into their occupation. Yeah. I just read something about how can I leave the garden a little greener than I found it. Yes. For anybody who might be listening to this, if they're saying, you know, I want to be involved, but I can't be a student in the program, uh, is there any way to plug in? Absolutely. I mean, like I said, service is kind of our bread and butter, but we have several students that are saying, hey, I'm I can't be a MICA student, but I really want to be a part of the service or I really want to help. And, you know, the opportunities that we have for service can include them. So we have uh, multiple students that go out with MICAs on a weekly basis to do service. And we also have more pre-COVID and we're hoping to build that back in this upcoming year, but more opportunities to do one day service opportunities. or one-day service-related experiences. Anybody who is interested in, you know, plugging into our service can definitely contact me and we can work together to find something that interests them. Generally, we have enough service sites that we have something that would interest everybody. Okay, this is kind of a no-brainer, but how do you see what you do and what the microprogram does as being integral to SLU's mission? We're, we're basically called MICA Living the Mission. Um, So we're based off of the premise of being for and with others. So we focus very much on those mutually beneficial relationships. So, um, you know, we want to build a community of diverse students, students who live together, serve together, and study together as well. So building on the the combination of the academics and being in the community. Um, So I think that's really what SLU's mission is all about, is using our education to fulfill the entire self, the full self um, in all aspects, and and really deepen the understanding of uh, the issues that our community faces and things that we see on a daily basis, and really provide that guided reflection and opportunity to, to think about how we fit into the larger picture and the larger society and how we can work together and build that understanding 
to to further the world into a, a better situation or a better place. One thing I haven't really mentioned is, you know, since we've been around for 25 years, um, you know, we have about 700 plus alumni across the nation, really, and abroad. It's interesting how many times you run into somebody who was involved in the MICA program or know somebody who was involved in the MICA program. I had a sophomore come in the other day and said, you'll never guess what happened. I was in line at a restaurant and I was wearing my MICA shirt and somebody behind me tapped me on my shoulder and said, hey, I was a MICA student. Wow. It's kind of interesting to see the amount of connections that that you make within the program. You know, it's it's kind of like you're not alone. Like there's there's always somebody that you can reach out to for for anything, whether it be even career advice or, hey, I want to get involved in this specific thing. I know you're doing it. How do I get there? So it's a really good network, alumni network. That's definitely what we're all about. All in this as a community and trying to reach out to those in in need and not just to give something, but also to realize that in the end, we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah, we're all learning from each other on on a consistent basis. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time today. And for anyone who's listening, if you want to plug in, reach out to Emily. Her email is emily.comos, K-O-M-O-S, at slu.edu. Yep. And they can also email micah, M-I-C-A-H, at slu.edu. And that will also get to me. Very good. All right. Well, again, thank you, Emily. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for the work the students are doing, the coordination. And keep it up. This is, in my opinion, part of the heartbeat of SLU. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity to talk today. Don't forget to follow us on social media at SLU Jesuit Mission. And if you know of a colleague who's living the mission out loud, but seems to be hidden in plain sight, please contact us in the Office of Mission and Identity so that we can shine light on the good work they're doing. Until next time, let's remember, especially in this Ignatian year, we are one SLU where mission matters. You can engage the mission intentionally here at SLU, and you can encounter it randomly. But good luck graduating without ever touching it in some way. God bless everyone.